100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Whoa, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, George. And welcome. It is another edition of the Sports Hangovers. We are live as it is Thursday, which means it's Thursday, the crew of Katie's. We are at... Katie's, imagine that, in Mid-City, 3701 Iberville Street as the lunch crowd starting to make its arrival. Actually, they've already been here. Plates being delivered. The smells is absolutely delicious. Jordan, the graduate, uh, I know you're always hungry, sir, especially when you oh, I'm gonna come get on some, East Thursdays. I'm going to get something really good to eat. Are you? You're going to get something good? Because you you've been going to the salad route as No, I'm late, still going to you know? do salad route. Oh, uh, you're still doing but the it's, salad it's, route? It's... Scott, chef Scott made me something different last time, so yes. I'm going to see if well, he can make me something different. It's good different to again. know the chef because you literally can just request whatever it is that you yeah. want. He goes and makes it. He'll Normally. go make my own dressing for yeah, me during the show. So uh, we'll talk to the graduate here. We got a bunch of interesting topics, including a question of the day that maybe some Saints fans may want to uh, be a part of, based off of a report that we saw yesterday as well. Pell's summer league game number three. In the books, another win. Jordan will get into how Najee, that's right, he didn't play. He didn't play. Didn't play because apparently the staff feels he played so well. I, I don't know. Not that I don't respect your opinion. Not that I don't. I want to hear Christian's opinion. Too. That's why we brought in Mr. Christian Clark. Covers the Pelicans for the Advocate and, of course, the Picayune. Was in Vegas. Fresh from Vegas here. Christian, good afternoon to you, sir. How are you? Dude, I don't know if I would come up here if I knew you were going to slander Najee Marshall. <laughs> well, I know. I, I, I didn't do that. Um, <laughs> the gentleman to your left, apparently, it, it's just it's, it's, it's the bar and the standard that's been raised for Pelicans basketball. Not only did we hear it during the Zion press conference, David Griffin, we're hungry. Willie Green, we're going to be a problem. You know, what was it, Trajan Langness? It will be scary for 29 other teams. Well, Jordan just took that, Christian. And applied it to everybody on the roster, including the summer league roster. And, uh, you know, Najee's two-point performance in the first game wasn't enough. And he wanted to... No, he had nine points. Well, that was in game two, right? That he had nine points? No, I think he had nine points in both of them. Either way, you were not happy with him. So that's where that comes from. Look, I, I've called Najee the, the Magic Johnson of Las Vegas Summer League before. I'll, I'll admit that, you know, it's it's been a little underwhelming. There have been some nice moments. He got a little wild with it. So, yeah. I mean, maybe rein in some of the turnover issues. I okay. mean, I, I can see that. I can see yeah. that. Uh, we will talk, obviously, about the two storylines, I think, that come out of it. Obviously, a win is nice. Yesterday, we'll touch on, to me, I guess the storyline was not only the, the, the W, but seeing all of the faces of the team there as suggested and and said by people that have been there, Zion did show up. He was there with the team. It's just great to see. You know, and I keep thinking the phrase, Christian, what a difference a year makes. But it's, it hadn't even been a year, right? It's just been earlier this calendar year. Perkins is saying, move the team in the franchise. No one wants to be here. Zion won't do this. You know, he went off to Never Neverland. I mean, like, it, wasn't, it hasn't even been a year. It hasn't been six months, seven months. And to see that... The optics are important, man, and and I think just to see everyone just ready for the upcoming season, I think it's a great thing, man. I mean, totally. I mean, I think it was in February when when Zion was off in Portland. You know, his rehab was not going well, and you know, a lot of these questions kind of sprung up. Uh, you know, does he want to be here? And I mean, to me, my biggest takeaway these last few weeks is he looks happy for the first time in a long time. Like it looks like genuine happiness to me i mean he was out there with his teammates last night brandon ingram jose alvarado yucking it up so it's great to see man it's like i haven't seen him you know i think legitimately happy since that stretch of games um you know after he got healthy his rookie year and before the bubble like mm-hmm. it'd been that long since i've i've seen him like this sure it wasn't just the contract yeah, well oh. I, I was going to say uh you know contracts that I range mean, in, in the price that he has or, or in the money that he has it is essentially winning the lottery. But I can apply that tag, I think, Christian, to Jose Alvarado. <laughs> I think it was, it, was it Andrew that, that joined us? Somebody this week brought it up. I don't remember the days of the week, man. But somebody brought up the fact that um, he played, yeah, it was Andrew Lopez. He said he played the ninth most minutes 
a year ago in summer league. Like ninth. He never started. I mean, ninth. And literally, he's a guy that you don't even want him to touch the court because he's so valuable. Some, some New Orleans <laughs> fans don't even want him traded. I mean, literally, when you think about it, Christian, he goes from I can't pay for the tickets for my family to see me play in New York to he is just yucking it up and a part of the crew of Zion, B.I., and, like, max players like C.J. McCollum. It's incredible. That guy has won the lottery, man. I mean, Jose Alvarado's the best. Did, did you see the tweet from, um, I, th- I think a guy who works for a college in Ohio, and he was at an AAU tournament, and he said, it's not even 1 p.m. yet, and I've seen 25 kids try the Jose Alvarado, where you start on the baseline, <laughs> yes. and, you know, you kind of try yes. to sneak up behind them and steal yeah. the inbounds pass. I mean, yeah, Jose, I mean, big imprint here, but kind of big imprint everywhere. I mean, I think he's just kind of got that everyman quality that yeah. that people, you know, like. That enthusiasm and that energy is palpable too, right? I mean, a lot of times, not only can you see it with your eyes, but it translates to the rest of the team, and you sort of see that. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's just crazy to sort of see where we are. And obviously, that's the storyline, just to be able to see that injuries is something we'll touch on here as well and get your opinion since you were actually there, how this this organization sort of feel moving forward with EJ Liddell and Dyson Daniels. Not worried about him. A sprained ankle, you can recover. You'll be ready for training camp, but... Man, that, that just stunk to see that injury take place. And, you know, I'm watching it from my house and Willie Green's mid-interview on NBA TV, and it just went silent. And you can just tell that that was just uh, an unfortunate thing for him. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of one of those ones where you knew immediately. I mean, I, I was in the gym, and I didn't have as good of a TV angle as you guys, but I was like, oh, that's that's right. that's just not good. And, you know, I, I thought about him going down in the second quarter, too. I mean, he took a pretty nasty fall in the second quarter. Had to be helped off the floor a little bit. I mean, everything checked out, and he went back into the game. And I was like, "Ah, man, that's." Yeah. I mean, that's just the worst thing you could see. And especially too, there's so much excitement in the organization, um, you know, about bringing him in. And look, he's still he's still going to be rostered in some capacity. It's not like this is a situation where it's like, well, this is a bummer. Like you're just going to go fend for yourself in the wilderness. I mean, they'll. <laughs> I think they'll take care of him. Right. Um, but you know, this is a year of his development. You know, and. It's a guy who, whose margin for error is already not huge. Right. Um, so, I mean, it's it's a real bummer. It seems like he's taken it as well as you can take it in this situation. We're live at Katie's. It is our Thursday crew of Katie's. We do this every Thursday, Christian, either here, Francesco, Bienvenue. Christian Clark from the Advocates and Picky, who covers the Pelicans, joining us here for a little bit. I I used the old bribery thing, Jordan. I said, "We'll we'll treat you to lunch. If you come on in." <laughs> oh, so, wow. Yeah, it's, there's That's, nothing wrong with like, bribery. Gus is like a Venus flytrap. He wow. makes it very intriguing, and <laughs> then all of a sudden, once you <laughs> land and you eat your That's food, it. I'm he done. gets you. No, it's not. That's not the case at all. I just well, I, I've heard you eating the whole menu. I mean, what should I, I mean, get? I mean, I like everything here. Honestly, I know I can just say that, but I mean, <laughs> they probably have a few specials. Today that are really good. I know Will Guillory. What, what did Will Guillory get last time uh, that looked got, really good? He got the um, it was prime like baby back rib or something yeah. of that nature on dirty it was rice. Stupid. Today it's barbecue shrimp on pasta linguine. Got two pork ribeyes over bacon parmesan green beans with brown gravy and a little meatloaf and mash. Hey, I believe you guys when you say Will Geller got the prime rub. Yeah. <laughs> he, did, he did, no doubt. Um, along those lines, man, it was also cool to see how many people went, obviously, there and covered it. Look, I get it, Zion's first game and when that happened. But we talked about it the week of the draft, Christian. We were just hoping that draft picks would come in and sort of help. That this team's roster almost is sort of set. But when, when you're talking with your organization and everybody else that went and covered it as well, there was still a desire to go kind of keep this momentum going that we saw in, in April, huh? I mean, totally, yeah. I mean, the the, the vibes are, are pretty incredible right now. Uh, after, you know, as recently as six months ago, I mean, things are not looking great. Um, I mean, it's, like you said, it's just incredible how quickly things can change. And I think these last few months are kind of a lesson in the, the value of just continuing to go for it. I mean, I remember when they made the CJ McCollum trade, people were like, oh, what are they doing? Like, just trying to sneak into the playing tournament. Right. Like, how is that really going to help them? Adding CJ McCollum changed everything, really. 100%. I mean, he kind of helped get Zion back into the fold. Like, you know, we all saw last night, like, they're all having a great time hanging out together. Yep. So, it's like, the Twitter banner photo on yeah. the teams. It's like what Twitter Zion page. said, yes, yes, sir, last night. Aren't you the guy that called me out? Yeah. 
So no, I, think I love that's, that. That's it, great. It's along the lines too of Bi on Trey Murphy's thirty-point performance. Say, yeah, no defense. You know, things of that nature. Because you and I talked about this when you came on the show. I want to say the week after, or even I've mentioned to you several times, the breeze effect, the breeze-like effect, where. It's why I didn't have pause to give him the full max contract because of him being on this team, him being C.J. McCollum. It's why I think that you're not going to have a Durant situation, an A.D. situation. I know Griff was asked by a Daniels, why is this max player, this situation different? And I, and I do think that is a key here. A.D. didn't have, I think... A veteran player like CJ. I, I know Drew was a veteran player, but he's different than CJ, right? And, and, and I look at Chris Paul too as well when he was here. And, and the difference as well, CP and AD signed multiple contracts. So I, I think the fact that he's signing his first multiple you know, or first big contract post rookie year to have a guy like CJ in that locker room, a coach like Willie Green, those are two big differences that AD didn't have and CP didn't have. Yeah, I mean, I think the comparison between CJ and Drew is a really interesting one. Um, I mean, you can argue who's the better player. I think I think most people would say probably Drew come playoff time. Um, but I, I think in just terms of of leadership and kind of really just legitimizing you as a franchise, like I think you had to take CJ, right? Um, I mean, the thing for me is Drew was beloved in the locker room like yeah. everybody loved playing with him but he was not so much a vocal leader like mm-hmm. cj i think is willing at times to to say the uncomfortable part out loud and and do it in a way where it doesn't alienate people like you know he he said it on tnt like That's me and Zion haven't talked yeah and you know i like i just don't think you see drew holiday do that um i mean he's i mean i i think that is leadership you know that's a very good point because that's not the easiest thing to say but you have to have that gravitas you have to have that backing behind you to where a guy like that can say that you know you reference what what drew was able to do and and, you know when i look at drew breeze and the drew effect of what he had with the saints he helped turn the way the franchise was was viewed over seasons it took a while to become a winning franchise and how it was viewed but like drew Speaking highly of the organization, this is our way, this is our standard. But that's something that Drew did, and it's almost became second nature to us when we heard him talk. To your point, it's a very interesting point. Jordan, CJ did that day one. Well, the he, second he, is he the was a Pelican, but what I'm saying is the second he was a Pelican, in that first week, from TNT to that first presser when you guys were there on the court, which was the first open practice that Thursday, when he shut it down, blamed you guys for Zion, did all that. But in, in four days, he shut it down. He shut the Zion talk down, he called him out, got his attention, and immediately started thinking of the Pelicans differently. Like, immediately in one week's time. It took Drew Brees seasons along with Sean Payton. So that's a very interesting point. CJ, in a week, I think changed the perception of this franchise. And I think CJ and Larry Nance Jr. too, they've been around enough to know you just, you need elite talent to win in this league. And I think they came into this situation and realized, well, we can be good without Zion. And they were pretty good, but we can be great with Zion. Like they just understand you have to have a lot of very good players to win anything substantial. Um, I mean, it, it just takes multiple stars. I mean, it can't be. You know, it can't just be one. Like, it, it takes two, three to really go deep in the playoffs. Right. Okay. And also controlling that narrative. If CJ came in 100%. immediately and started controlling the narrative, which David Griffin said they should have done a better job when Zion, you know, was going through that tough stretch mentally and physically. So, um, I think having CJ McCollum and Larry Nance, like you said, come in and just be those veteran leaders in the locker room. And look, and then you add... Christian CJ's role now on ESPN and, and, you know, debating going back and forth with Screaming A and JJ and, you know, speaking up on behalf of the organization on the team and on Zion. Again, you, you just can't pay for that. You literally can't because when he says something, you know, it, it matters. So again, the fact that it's the Twitter banner profile picture just gives you an idea. Uh, I love the vibes. That said, um, when we come back, Christian, I'll, I'll get your thoughts since you were there. Because I think the other storyline, and to me the biggest, you can agree or disagree, I think is Trey Murphy. And, and I have an interesting thing I want to toss to you, where I think his role is going to be next year or can be, and maybe do we get a glimpse of that in just two games. Christian Clark is here, covers the Pelicans. We'll have him for another segment, and he's going to order lunch. It's on Jordan.
by the way. It is on me. It is on you. Uh, Scott Craig will join us at the top of the 1 o'clock hour. And then coming up at 2.15, at 2.05 rather, it's uh, going to be John Hendricks. Sports Illustrated covers the Saints. I know. I'm going to get to the report. Sean Payton may come back and coach. It's not going to be for another year. I can wait a little bit. We'll talk Pels when you come back. We're live at Katie's. It's a sports hangover in your home for Pelicans basketball. ESPN, New Orleans. Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa has got your summer deals. Plus, we're ready to deal on every vehicle in stock or online too at GregLeBlancToyota.com. Remember, we have the all-new Toyota Tundra. Totally redesigned and ready for your summer plans. The kids are out of school and you've got vacation plans. It's the perfect time for something new. And we want your trade. And we're paying top dollar. Greg's got the deal. South Hollywood Road in Homa. Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa has got your summer deals. RTC, ETEL, and Vision have always led the way in communications. A network built for every possibility. Internet, TV, voice, and security. And now, we're moving faster than ever before, propelling us forward into the future. That's what we call revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. RTC, ETEL, and Vision are now Rev. New name, same company. Learn more at letsrev.com. The other day, someone said they saw a roach the size of a nutria down around Cutoff. I don't know about that, but nasty pests like roaches, termites, ants, and spiders are running wild up and down the bayou. If you got bug problems, call Terminex and the Bayou Boys, Dan and Billy Foster. They'll be there in a jiffy to protect your home or business. So whether you live up the bayou or down the bayou, Terminex is here to get rid of bugs any size. So call those Bayou Boys. They'll get you, get you Terminex tough. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafouche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Come on, citizen! What are you waiting for? Pick up the phone. We want you to be on the show. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengap. At ESPN Radio, Nola's the way to chime into the conversation. Jordan Kleber, go ahead and give us the question of the day. We'll eventually get to this topic here. Yes. Yeah, so what is the biggest thing you lose with Sean Payton not being the Saints head coach? And it's a poll question. First one is win-loss record, leadership, personnel decision, or is it not a big deal? Leading the way at 76% is leadership. You could comment or call in 800-998-1003 or tweet at us at ESPN Radio Nola. Jeff Darlington was on Greeny this morning, Jordan, and that's why he said that they were talking about the Saints. They're doing two-a-days, and the Saints are a focus for them today. And he said it's the only reason that he's not extremely confident, or it's the one, I guess, area that he's questioning as the season goes in. And, and I, it's valid. I mean, you're, you're losing a coach of that stature, and it matters. Coaching does matter. Christian, as we bring you back into the conversation, we saw the difference Willie Green made, right? I mean, that that matters, uh, what he was able to do, connecting with the team, forging you through that fire, and we saw the speech now that will live in infamy, you know, during the playoffs in the Clipper game. I mean, going for those players, going from Stan Van Gundy in the pandemic season to, to Willie Green out of the <laughs> pandemic, that had to feel like, man, I just got out of an awful, chaotic yeah. relationship. She tried to burn my car. <laughs> and then it's yeah. like you're like yeah. with a, a stable like lawyer or something like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that had, that had to really be nice for those players. I think one of the things, too, that we saw – more than anything else, too, is his growth as a coach, and and he did some 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 things. Now, like when you think of his first year as a coach, I thought I saw him grow and learn just like a player as well. And he wasn't afraid to sort of hold himself accountable, and also at the same time, I, I you know reach out to others and, and get advice and stuff. I, I I enjoyed watching his growth from the very beginning, huh? I mean, totally. I think, like, he has great emotional intelligence. I mean, he realizes when to push and when to pull. Um, I mean, great basketball IQ. I mean, you have to, a second-round pick, 
lasting in the league 12 years. And I think the other thing, too, is the guy's humility. And I think it goes a long way. I mean, I think he just realizes, look, I'm the fourth youngest head coach in the NBA, and this is a really freaking hard job. And this is a hard market to win in. Yeah. And I think people respect that. I mean, they really do. Like, the, you know, he... It's it's really a partnership with the players, and I think you know he gets the final word, but he brings them into the process. Like Brandon Ingram, I think, like he solicited his input on a lot of different things. And Brandon Ingram feels like, oh, I'm part of this, and like when he feels like he's part of this, you know, he wants to play harder. I think. Right. I think the fact that Zion mentioned that last Wednesday too, right? That he's like, look, specifically on things that Willie did, whether it's giving advice or, or challenging C.J. McCollum in that huddle. I mean, I think that's interesting that players pick up and. And Zion flatly saying, you can tell he played. And, you, and that's important. It's what David Griffin said was important about trying to find a player coach like that. The other thing, Christian, that I that I, I give him credit for, too, and I think it's one of the hardest things to do, and kind of goes back to Sean Payton. I think one of the pluses that he did do is he coached with his eyes what he saw. I had Trajan Langdon on during uh, the playoffs, and he brought up Herb Jones. We talked a little bit about him. He's like, look, we didn't see Herb. Willie did, though. He said he saw him in summer league. He's like, this guy's going to be a key player. And Trajan, like, yeah, sure, sure, whatever. And then they saw it in Nashville. But that's the point. Because in season, Garrett Temple, Devontae Graham, those are not easy sit-downs. Those are veterans. Those are players that the organization brought in, paid money for, you, very understandably, <clears throat> Bledsoe, you roll with it. He did. He coached with his eyes. Alvarado is guarding Chris Paul at the end of the fourth quarter in a playoff game. I mean, not a, not a vet, not Graham. He coached with his eyes. He coached with the best players that he saw playing at the moment. I think that's that's huge. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the season, there were, there were three rookies part of that playoff rotation. Right. You know, Jose Alvarado, Herb Jones, and Trey Murphy. I mean, you can't do a basketball reference search and figure out like something when something like that happens, to, to my knowledge. But I mean, that's that's very very uncommon. And I, I mean, the front office deserves a lot of credit for for those selections. Definitely. I mean, I think you know, Trajan Langdon and Bryson Graham have had some success, kind of hitting on the margins, which you need to do in a small market. But yeah, willingness staff. I mean, deserve a lot of credit for developing those guys too i mean it takes guts to be like i'm just gonna start the 35th pick in the draft in game number two yeah you know i mean (laughs) that definitely doesn't happen very often no doubt uh christian since you were there i want to get your opinion too because i've asked everybody as well so i need even more confirmation trey murphy did grow huh Looks like a little taller to me, little 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 broader too. I think gym. he grew. I don't think he grew as much as he said, but he definitely <laughs> looks bigger. He said he said he was six foot ten, and I was like, right. mm, I don't Is know. Is he taller than Ingram? Kind of looked like when they were standing there. Might it, have been the way the picture was. Oh, was angle. I mean, I wasn't there. Christian, was yeah, there. Christian was there. That's why I asked him. Thank you, Jordan. <laughs> well, I always laugh too because Trey Murphy always says that Brandon Ingram is his twin on social media, uh-huh. and I think uh, Brandon Ingram gets some enjoyment out of that. You know, <laughs> well, having seen him. Up close, I'm interested in, in how you think he, he's grown because visually, again, I just watched it on TV. He looks like he, I'm starting to see the makings of an all-around game here. And, and look, I know Trigger Trey came from shooting the threes and all of that. But in particular, that 30-point game, Christian, I saw him drive the lane. I saw him kick out to Plowden, three white Hawk jerseys around him. He could be a distributor. I saw him attack the rim. You saw him put back. You saw him go strong to the rim. You know he can shoot the three. Saw it in some mid-range. Man, it started me thinking, could this guy be the lead offensive weapon on that second unit where you have other ball handlers or can play off of him? And, and that would be a huge jump because I don't know who that would be right now. I don't mean that's a bad thing. I know my starting five. But when I look at the second unit coming off, I think he can be a really important player in this team. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a very interesting question. I mean, if you look at him last year, he's pretty much strictly a, a catch-and-shoot threes guy. I mean, he'd go get an offensive rebound and score. But he was not a guy who's, you know, taking a lot of dribbles and going to scores. Hey, I'm going to take one, two dribbles and then either shoot the ball, right. pass the ball, make a decision. I mean, that's part of his game we, we've seen in summer league. I, I think you're right that, yeah, he's, he's scoring off the dribble a little bit, like a little bit of creation. Um, yeah. Obviously, it's just summer league. That, that caveat's got to be in there. But I think, you know, there is a list of, like, the most efficient – uh, isolation scores in those games, and I think he was high in that list. You know, what's interesting to him about me is he was a late bloomer. Like, he was 
really short, you know, in high school, and then he was, I think, even at the start of college, and then he he grew up to six foot nine, six foot ten, whatever he is. Often, I mean, I think sometimes with those guys, you don't see a lot of those skills until later. Right. So he he is like a, a candidate to be a late bloomer to me. And I think that's the thing that's interesting is that. When you think of what that second unit can be, Willie Green's got options, and it's going to be interesting to try to find those minutes. We know you limit the rotations in the postseason, but I think it could be an advantage for the Pelicans this year where maybe that starting five can be fresher, right? I mean, I'm thinking November, October, October, November, December. Man, I if I can go where I can win games and my starters are playing 28 to 31 minutes, that's going to help me come March and April, huh? Yeah, I mean, you know, Zion, Zion definitely is a guy, you know, you probably want to watch the minutes. Um, I'm interested to see too, can they take a little bit of the workload off Herb Jones' shoulders? I mean, he led the team in, in total minutes last year, and I mean, every night it was like, Herb, <laughs> just go guard the other team's best guy, yeah. and like, w- like no one else can do this job. I mean, I think that was, you know, a part of the reason for the Dyson Daniels selection. Like, it's another big guy who can defend well on the perimeter. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, Look, hopefully they can make Herb's job a little bit easier, man. Yeah. He's carrying a heavy load last year. Yeah, it's going to be interesting how Zion fits into the defense here as well because I thought um, earlier this week, I forgot who was, who was bringing it up over on ESPN about the fact that I think it was Windhorse. Yeah, Brian Windhorse brought it up. Duke Zion on the defense. He's like, go look up Duke's defensive highlights. And that's something Jordan and I have been talking about. I think when he got in a better shape, you're going to see that guy. The guy went from the paint to blocking a corner three against Virginia. I mean, you don't do that if you're not athletic and have athleticism and quickness. So I think if he gets to that, you know, that can sort of help as well. The other big thing that I wanted to touch on that you put up there, uh, I think this morning, Christian, the NBA New Orleans, another partnership is coming as well. I love this idea because it goes right into the face of people that say New Orleans is not a basketball town. What am I talking about? Yeah, so the NBA announced today basically, you know, a, a grassroots initiative to to get, you know, kids back into youth basketball. You know, I, I think if you look nationally, like, there's just been declining interest in every youth sport, not just basketball. And basically what the NBA is going to do, they're going to come into different markets and, and partner with, you know, boys and girls clubs. Like, it can even be independent operators. You know, you'll... You'll get the worst. Kids will get the worst in Pelican swag. You know, coaches will get access to instructional videos, practice plans, things like that. If you don't have a lot of experience coaching, um, and I think it's awesome. New Orleans is, you know, one of the eleven markets they're gonna they're gonna launch in November, and then you know they're gonna go national after that. Sacramento, Washington, Boise, Louisville, KC, um, Omaha, Vegas. Philly, San Antonio, Seattle, the other markets. And again, look, Seattle's one that I know the commissioner's been talking about maybe expanding there in Vegas. It really sounds like Vegas is eventually going to get a team there. Do you think expansion happens in Zion's contract in this, in this, in the next five years? Oof. Yeah, I, I think it does in the next five years. I mean, you know, the, the people I really trust, like, yeah, they, they, they believe that the Seattle and the Las Vegas things are going to it happen. Sense, I mean, it? I don't, I don't think LeBron goes out there and says, like, I want to be part of this ownership group in Las Vegas unless he really knows something, you know? Very, very yeah. true. The other thing, too, that, that's important about it, Jordan, you and I have kind of gone back and forth and talked about this. If that happens in expansion wise, again, I don't know when it's no, going to. you want to. us to go to the East. Well, well, I mean, the East <laughs> is getting stronger. I'm not saying it just makes sense. Like Memphis and New Orleans, I'm just looking at the Mississippi River. It just makes sense that it would be moved to the East. Hey man, I'm rooting for that. Um, I mean, I don't have to stay up late as often. Right. I mean, when they're playing out in the West Coast, you know, they do the West Coast road trips. It's like the game's not starting till nine. The game's yeah. not starting till nine thirty. It's like you're finishing at two o'clock in the morning. So, uh, I'm I'm in. I mean, I, I support it completely. It just makes sense to me, honestly. Especially those two teams again. Memphis is literally right above us in 45 minutes. The other thing I want to get your opinion in the in-season tournament. Um, Jim Eichenhofer from Pelicans.com tweeted this yesterday, and I thought it was interesting because I keep saying, look, I, I'm all for whatever, making things more interesting earlier in the year, but what's the incentive? And I like how he put it. Make it sort of like the NCAA March Madness. Start it with divisions, and each division team hosts every three years or four years or whatever, so it rotates. So it's, you know, the Mavs, the Spurs, the Rockets, and Bells, and it just kind of rotates. Whoever wins that division plays the other division winner, so forth and so on. That makes sense. 
it keeps the regionalized. You can almost promote that with like mini season ticket packages where all those teams, all those games will be played at the New Orleans, I mean at the Smoothie King Center if New Orleans hosted this year. That makes sense. I'd go maybe, you know, see Ja take on the Spurs or whatever like that and Pels play the winner. I, I think that makes sense if you do it that way, huh? Yeah, I mean, like my gut reaction to, you know, an in-season tournament for a long time has been I strongly dislike it. I'm trying to be more open-minded. Like, we know that Adam Silver loves European soccer. This is kind of an idea that comes from over there. You know, I think it's a very American idea that, hey, look, there's there's only one pursuit, and if you ain't first, you're last, to, to quote a, a great fictional American. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. I'm trying to keep an open mind, and, I mean, anything that's single elimination, like, I'm, I'm usually on board with, too. Like, that's just fun. You also have such a presence globally. And I, I don't know if you do that. I mean, the, the Final Four is going to be at a neutral site. You know, I, I know there's a lot of partnerships overseas in the East, but that's something I could easily see, especially with the NFL trying to grow in Europe. I mean, there's so many European players. You To have those games in Germany or have it and something like that, they're not that bad of flights or some of that nature. And I can maybe see that. And again, being part of the regular season, limiting the regular season games and making those Regular season games? I, I kind of have a good idea. What if the winner of the in-season tournament gets a first-round bye in the NBA playoffs? Ooh, I like, well, I tell you what, that, that, that would be pretty good, wouldn't it? I don't know how you would do that, though, in the case of the, the, per, the I mean, play-in. Most, so but most, that conference than, did not have a play-in well, game? More than likely. I mean, I guess you can transition it to second place. Whoever comes in, like, if that team makes the playoffs, right. then it would just transfer over to them. What would be your incentive, Christian? Oh man, I mean, I don't, I don't think money would work. Like these guys are already no. so rich, yeah, and neither it, do draft picks. Yeah, and it, it can't be something that you know, like, is more beneficial to the front office. Like the players don't care about draft picks, really. I mean, they're they're just in it for the next contract. That I would be too. Um, I mean, the first round buy is not bad. I haven't really thought long and hard about it. Yep. But I mean, man, that's that's an interesting question. I mean, money doesn't work to me. No, I mean, I mean, again, it, and that's. Not being disrespectful to us normal people, but a million dollars when you're making 33 doesn't. Now, Alvarado and all them, sure, but for the most part, it's not going to, because the whole point is to try to get your stars to play in something that people want to watch. So anyway, we'll touch on that. All right, quick break. We come back. We'll open up the phone lines if you want to chime in. Got anything you want to ask Christian? That's fine. He's going to order his lunch here. Um, as well, we will hear from Jaron Collins, the coach last night. And Plowden, Sebron, a couple of Pell's Summer League players as they won last night to go 2-1 and one in Summer League. 106-88, we'll touch on that and then get into our questions of the day. We're live at Katie's. It's the Sports Hangover on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. It's Gus Cattengill with the Sports Hangover inviting you to join us for Thursdays with the crew of Katie's. Every Thursday we'll be live at a member of the Katie's family of restaurants from 12 to 3. When the Sports Hangover is at Katie's on Iberville, you're going to enjoy Sports Banner. It'll be lively and delicious eats. Swamp Fries, Oysters Schlesinger, the Delta Queen, or if you dare, tackle the barge. A three-foot loaf of fried catfish, shrimp, and oysters. Good luck. It's Thursdays, 12 to 3, the Sports Hangover with the crew of Katie's on ESPN New Orleans. Simply free. Don't those two words go together nice? At Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center, we're improving the health and well-being of the region one person at a time. And this means more tea times, more play time, more time to do good, more fast time, and more once upon a time. Isn't it time you started living your best life? Change starts here at Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center. MVP's bonus days are here for pros. For 12 days, pros save big and MVP's get even more. Because MVP's Pro Rewards members can earn bonus points to redeem for rewards. Earn points on every dollar spent up to $1,000 and get up to three times more points when you shop select brands and products. Find MVP's bonus day savings from July 11th to the 22nd in-store and online. Exclusively at Lowe's. Exclusively for pros. MVP's Pro Rewards program subject to program terms and conditions. Details at Lowe's.com slash L slash Pro Loyalty Terms. Subject to change. Simply free. Don't those two words go together nicely? especially when they describe the very best in daily money management. At SL Bank, 
Our simply free checking account provides you the tools you need to manage your account and to make life a little easier. Want to know more about simply free checking? Just talk with us today at SL Bank. Member FDIC. They say that once you give him control, he'll own your brain forever. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003. Last night, Pelicans. 106-88. I know it's summer league. Christian Clark's still here. He just ordered his lunch, so... You know, feel free. Just kind of keep <laughs> hanging out here. But this is uh, Coach Collins after the win. As I said, just really proud of the character um, of all the guys. Um, it's really a credit to Griff and, and Bryson and Trajan and all the people in Swin bringing the bringing high character people into the organization because those guys are cheering and supporting um, one another. And you can see it on the bench. Um, somebody makes a play. Uh, they're encouraging. You know, good or bad, they're encouraging each other. And they're picking, they're lifting each other up, which is what you want to see um, as, a, as a team, as an organization, as a culture. And they're doing a really good job with all of that, so it, it, it feeds into what we're about. Christian, that's interesting he says that because, I, look, I, I'm not saying that some of those guys go out there for optics and photos and, look, I'm here. But Andrew brought up yesterday that after the game, Alvarado, Ingram, like they went into the locker room to talk to the players and things of that nature. It's a difference of just showing up and actually being there to be there huh yeah totally i mean look jose's jose's a real one uh i mean and you know i think it helps too that these guys in the summer league roster probably saw that well look jose alvarado like kind of a guy like me uh herb jones a second round pick like these guys did it the right way and, and they're rewarded for it so i mean it helps when you just see it right in front of you too one of the things uh obviously in yesterday's game and tomorrow's game against the Lakers. And you know what? I'm just going to say it now, Jordan. It's the Lakers. I don't care if it's summer league, preseason, <laughs> postseason, keeping them out of postseason. The most dangerous three-point shooter ever per the video that was released yesterday with Anthony Davis. How dangerous, how dangerous was that? <laughs> like he? I said, with anybody showing <laughs> workout videos in an empty gym. Okay, awesome. You, made a, you made a shot. Danger. Anyway. Unguarded. I, I thought society had progressed past the point where we, you know, freaked I, out about guys, an NBA player making a three in an open gym. Look, all I'm saying is that it's at 10 o'clock tomorrow night. I may or may not have, uh, you know, a little dark liquid on some ice cubes going, and I'm going to watch it like it's a regular times? season. Is, Le- is LeBron and Anthony Davis even oh, going to be there? Oh, I love it. The, the battle of who shows up, right? You know, do they throw barbs at one another? Well, no. Did you guys? Did you guys see the uh, the LeBron James Russell Westbrook mini Cold War out no, there? Did you no, hear about it? No. What happened? Well, it was a whole it was a whole thing among the LA media. You know, LeBron was there for the first couple games. Russell Westbrook was there, and they were not really interacting. <laughs> LeBron- <laughs> I don't know why Russell Westbrook would even be there. Well, that's what Kendrick Perkins said. They're trying to trade you. Look, obviously, you were there, and as well, and everyone's trying to, you know, judge by mannerisms. <laughs> How Woj is about to break a bomb or not. But in all honesty, I, I asked Aaron Summers this and Andrew this as well. Was it really all about Durant and Kyrie, essentially? Like yes. everyone just even when y'all having lunch, y'all in line, y'all waiting for an Uber. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it, it really did seem like 75% of the conversations out on the, the main concourse at Thomas and Mac were, were Kevin Durant or Kyrie related. Right. And I, I think it's because it's kind of holding everything up. Like it, it's kind Good of a situation point. where it feels like a, not a lot else can happen until that happens. It, it seems like. Are the Pels remotely interested in Kevin Durant? Uh yeah. If they don't have to give up, you know, one of their their uh, franchise cornerstone players. Look, I mean, the, kind of the word in Vegas was, well, the the Pels could get in this conversation if they're willing to put Brandon Ingram on the table for starters. I think the belief generally out there was that they're unwilling to do that. Uh, I believe that to be true based on what I've heard. You know, I I don't think they want to put Brandon Ingram in a trade for, for Kevin Durant right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you, you can't really get, a, get in a realistic conversation to go down that road unless you want to put I mean, B.I. in there. Kevin Durant's a great player, but again, what is he, 30, isn't he 35 years old right now? Or Going into a 16 season next yeah. year. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's great. You can probably win a title. You'll definitely be in title contention with him on your team. But 
you got. I'm thinking long term for the Pelicans. Here. I think I'm what's th- incredible to me, fellas, is I'm sure on your Twitter account, you know, or your comments, right? And, and people going back and forth. Jordan will will vouch for me from people that called here when all this started. I literally can count on one hand, pro make the trade, and it may be one. I'm being dead serious. It, it, it's actually astounding. Kevin Durant's really good. Do you think that's just Twitter brain, or do you think that's no, like but that's the, what, the broad consensus across but the I think, fan base? Uh, it, well, I think Christian to to it's a smart. That's I love what you said, Evan. Because Player I think, fan loyalty. I think the fan base is smart. It's gotten smarter, and in other words, they're not just calling and saying, "No, I don't want to do it because of emotion." Then they give you reasons, like Jordan just said, age. Okay, well, what am I giving up? And, like, they start going into mini GM mode. And I think it's the balance of, okay, you bring them in, it's at best a chance to make it to the finals. There's no guarantees. And your window, Christian, what, it's two years? Maybe? I mean, if this team is not with Kevin Durant in the finals in two years, he's going to ask for a trade. I mean, you know, it's like it's good. So would you rather be a playoff team for a while? And do those different things. And I just think when you're talking about family and things of that nature, I mean, I just can't help but think of the six-second clip of Brandon Ingram walking behind Trey Murphy after his 30-point game. The guy looks legitimately happy. You have seen Brandon Ingram change and grow. I made a comment on it last year, Media Day. He was my favorite interview. He was legit. Like, he criticized himself about effort on defense. Like, you could see the man growing, but I think along the lines of what you're talking about with Zion, He's more comfortable with who he is. Like, he's more open. Like, he speaks. Like, when he first got here from the Lakers, I'm like, this dude here. He's completely different. And I think that matters. And, and I think it, it I'm going to say it would be hurtful for him. I mean, he'd do whatever, obviously, whatever it is it is. But I think it, it says a lot that the organization is like, no, we're not trading him. And I just it goes back to your point of Willie Green involving him and, and doing that. And I think as a player, I know I can go to bed. I'm not worried about somebody deciding my future. Because I can trust what they're saying. I, I think it's a big thing that this organization says, I know you like Brandon. We like Brandon better. Yeah, I mean, For like Kevin Durant. Last year, think about that. Yeah, I mean, last year there's a real emotional connection, you know, between the team and the city. I mean, you guys would know better than me, but how many times has, has that really happened there? I, I think this, this city loved CP. Oh, yeah. I, I think they really did. And again, and that's why even I remember we were doing the show, um, Glenn Tracy's, my goodness, my brain just went bananas. It was down the street that Jeff used to go par, parlays, right? It's probably par, yeah, parlays. Yeah. Um, and, and it was, it, it was, I remember the report that he switched agents. And I'm like, here we go. I just knew it. I'm like, the spider sense went up. I'm like, it's coming. It's going to ask for a trade. But even still on that, it wasn't very public. It wasn't that he hated, but I get it. Cause I remember being in the locker room, Christian, the day that they traded, they traded Tyson Chandler. When your head coach, Byron Scott, didn't know. When David West and Chris Paul, I can literally picture that locker room. David's over here to my right. Chris's locker room is right when you walk in in front of you. And I mean the look on their faces and the way they're putting stuff down. You'd have thought someone died. And it, I then realized the importance of communication and being honest with your players and coaches. But when they didn't know when that happened... It hits. So that's why I think it is important. And look, I mean, I think this is different. This isn't AD, as I said in, in the opening of the show. This isn't um, Chris Paul. They had multiple contracts, multiple chances for the franchise to do that. Kevin Durant hadn't even played a minute of possession or a dribble in his brand new extension, and he wants out. What makes you think it's going to be any different here? I just, I don't. I, and you're relying on I just you're relying on Anthony away. Davis and Chris Paul to bring you to that next level. Right. With this team, you. Almost like what you saw. I mean, Zion was not there it had for the playoff. To do with well, nothing Zion to do with Zion, and he, they still got the city and fan base, you know, excited to watch basketball when everyone else in the national media said no. I mean, this is not a basketball town. So I think the team showing that with Zion is probably of huge importance. Yeah, and how different do you think this would be if, like, this was two years later, and this core, you know, had had gotten the second round of the playoffs in the Western Conference Finals? And, you know, we'd, we'd been with them a while, and it was like, well, do we cash our chips in now? Like, it just feels kind of soon to, to cash in the chips, you know? Like, this, right. this just, I mean, I'm not even saying it's right or wrong. It's just, man, that, that would be a very sudden change after you 
finally got a taste of some good vibes. I literally said they would have a problem in messaging all of a sudden because you've been then giving JJ me the, Reddick would yeah. his message would become yeah. more clear. Well, and again, you've been giving me the message of trying to build sustainability, a family you know, and all like that stuff. Culture. Yeah. So, and look, I, I think to your point, I also made this as well. If this is a season that you're coming off of for a second straight season of losing in the second round, of coming up short in the Western Conference Finals, and you need more offense, you, you, you just need that superstar. Zion's just not that. Sure. Maybe. We haven't had a dribble, a possession, a half, a basketball game with Zion Williamson in the starting five. I just can't pull that trigger just yet. Because I don't know. What if I don't need him? I mean, when I hear other NBA analysts on ESPN say Zach Lowe, you know, it's his opinion. He's like, I think they can be a top five, top six offense in the NBA. Well, if that's the case, then why am I blowing it up? Because you would, essentially, right? You you would create distrust, I, I think. Who's the leader now? Well, you know, and again, mm. I just, I, I just, I look back at that photo of the Pelicans Twitter page, and I think it says a lot. Totally. Are you are you gonna be a uh, are you gonna buy some BXI apparel? BXI. What does the X stand for? His middle name is Xavier, so I'm gonna assume it's Xavier. That's oh, it. See, this is why we have Christian Clark on. <laughs> Jordan would have come up with something completely different. You, you know what the I stands for, right? Uh, is it a Roman numeral? <laughs> it could be a Roman numeral. It could be, or it could be Brandon Xavier Ingram. I like that. Right. It was kind of cool to see everybody kind of wearing the merch, right? And, and, it it and was cool, man. Yeah. Sign in the bucket hat too. I don't. I don't think he's taking it off this summer. Um, quick break before you come back. I want to ask you about Donovan Mitchell. I'm still surprised and in shock at what's happened in Utah. I mean, what was it? Two seasons ago, were they the number one seed, or two, three seasons ago? Hey, New York. They were the number one. Yep, New York. <laughs> I love the fact that I saw they could get any player they no, want. Actually, I saw somebody nationally say it should be an insult to Donovan Mitchell that the Knicks want him to play there because no one wants to play there. And I literally, my mouth literally unhinged from my jaw when someone said that. So Sports Hangover, live at Katie's on ESPN New Orleans. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Your good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Home Health Services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health, where the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about Home Health Services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. Welcome to Lowe's Summer Savings. Find great deals across the entire store and check out the back aisle for savings you can't pass up. Get up to an additional $500 off now on select major appliances or snag our Allen & Roth Harlow Brush Nickel Widespread Faucet. Was $99, now $79. Enjoy great savings all summer long at Lowe's. Home to any budget, home to any possibility. Appliances in-store must-ask cashier to apply discounted time of purchase. Online must enter applicable promo code at checkout. Savings vary based on purchase amount. While supplies last, about 714 through 720. Oh, oh. This is Claudia's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. I had just moved to a new city and barely even knew where the grocery store was yet. When my car wouldn't start one morning, I didn't know who to ask about local shops. But I remembered a name from back home, O'Reilly Auto Parts. I called and they pointed me to a great mechanic just down the street. Now, I feel a little more at home. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. He's back. He's like the thing that wouldn't shut up. He's got his own catchphrase. He's the best invention since they started frosted Pop-Tarts. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Hi, welcome back, Sports Hangover. Chef Scotty has decided to stop on by finally over here. It's not like you have anything to do, Chef Scotty. Huh? How are you today? Uh, busier than you could imagine. <laughs> 
I mean, uh, business was a little slow the last couple of days. But uh-huh. Well, it's because Christian Clark's here. I know. That's, that's what I heard. That's what I said. I've heard so many good things about Christian Well, hey, man, Clark. I got a, I got a past career as a pretty bad to mediocre line cook. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, uh, wow. You need a job? <laughs> <laughs> little little side work here as well. His lunch has arrived, so I'm going to let you uh, yes. eat. Um, I just want your quick opinion, and then we'll carry the rest of it here, bud. Um, Donovan, I'm still shocked that Donovan Mitchell now apparently, not just him, but anybody on the Utah Jazz veteran-wise can go. And you know how Pels fans are almost like Saints fans now. Anytime a player is available, they go shopping. Is there anybody on the Jazz that you would consider calling for other than Donovan Mitchell? Oh, man. Uh, Royce O'Neal already went out. I mean, maybe that that's a guy who would have been kind of interesting, like a 3-and-D guy. Right. Um, Man, I don't. I don't want any part of Mike Conley. Like we're good. We got CJ, right? Yeah. Mike Conley was what? What one point the highest Once paid again. point guard? Once the, again. No. Why? No. I hear you again. This is crazy. It's I'm not. Crazy. I'm not used to this. I'm not used to. Normally, would right. be you give every. This is where we were a season ago, right? You would have given anything up for a point guard yeah. like Donovan Mitchell oh, because they absolutely. did. They tried to go for Kyle Lowry and Chris Paul. I was I was like banging the Kyle Lowry drum. Yeah. I mean, that would have been it's disaster. Right. It's been a disaster. Crazy. When no. you think about it, man, where we are here. They had now. another plan. And uh, I think this front office has really turned things around, and they're doing an incredible job. And and you look at, you know, the injuries we just had, you know, um, and we lose our second-round draft pick, which is going to be a part of the team. But was he going to be an essential part of the team right, like it would have been last year? Incredible. No. So we're good. No doubt about it. All right, Christian, go have your lunch, man. Appreciate the time. Hey, thanks for having yep, me on, For sure, man, for sure. And uh, go check out again. Um, Christian uh, mentioning the fact that the NBA and New Orleans, one of 11 cities where the NBA Junior League is coming. That's pretty cool, Scott, um, that the NBA is going to have that, man. Yeah, very cool. And, um, yeah, you know, any anything positive that we can, you know, bring to the city? Right. It's... Well, it's pretty cool. And as as Christian said, uh, they're going to be allowed to have, you know, uh, access to game plans, coaching, you know, staff and things of that nature. So, I mean, that, that's kind of cool to be able to have Christian, you know, Pell's involvement, uh, uh, in that, you know, more than anything else. So, yes. No, absolutely. And by the way, Christian's stealing my job right now. Usually I'm the one wow. that's supposed to be eating. Yeah. Well, well I mean, you, you know, eat, you eat plenty. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get to that here in a quick second. You know, um, no doubt. Oh, uh, <laughs> here we go. So um, I, I want to think one of the other things as well that I think is kind of cool that not only is New Orleans a part of that, but again, Scott, talking about changing perceptions and how things are, it was not long ago where people, uh, this is not a basketball town. And New no. Orleans is only one of 11 to start it off. You know, eventually all the NBA cities is going to go nationwide, but it's the first of 11 so, again, for those people that think it's not a basketball city, um, at least the NBA thinks we're going to try our best to make sure it is, or we kind of see that. But I think it's it's projecting, right? It's seeing what could happen in the future. I think they saw at the end of this season that that love affair kind of start. I think right. if Zion is healthy, this team can win. And I think the NBA is like, let's get on the ground floor here while there's swelling of – you know, in emotion. Yeah, right and how now awesome and would that be it? to just see some Pelicans players go out right. to a random park like you saw Zion right. do? I mean, because it is the junior right. league team is going to be attached. Then you're going to have the kids Pelicans. always wanting to go out. Hey, might have a chance to go see a Pelicans player if we go play at a certain park. Yep. I mean, it's. I think it's a great thing what the NBA is doing. Every town is a basketball town when you're winning. Winning excites everyone. Winning makes you a town. You know. um Basketball here, I believe, is a sleeping giant. Not just for the New Orleans Pelicans, but for the UNO Privateers, for the Tulane Green Wave, LSU. Um, Anyone that has a winning program garners attention. And that's all it is. It's very simple. I I mean, we tend to forget the Pels were 10 games under 500. 10 games. That's the thing that just... Is right. something else to me when you think about it, right? right? I mean, this isn't a team, Jordan, that won 50 games. Right. I mean, 
You said it. Christian said it. Scott said it. Like, eh, I don't know about KD. They're 10 games under 500. Like, we're, we are really saying that we wouldn't do everything possible for literally, when healthy, arguably the best player in the game. Like, just think about that. And I'm not saying you're wrong because I, I'm Ooh. with you. I'm just saying in general, like, I, I wouldn't pull that trigger right now. Kevin Durant. And that's nuts. Oh, no, no. And that's no. nuts. But think about that. That's nuts. No. But he's a problem. I, I hear you. He doesn't. If things don't fall his way, he's one of the boo-boos that he wants to leave. He quits. And we don't want quitters on this team. They have built a solid uh, a solid temperament amongst this team. I mean, they love one another. You said it a million times recently. After the summer league game, when they were joking and you know about playing defense, and and when Murray had a was it Murray yeah, had a had a good game, you know it was like but you know he didn't play great defense, but they were joking about it because right now this team they love one another, they want to play with one another, and it's a big deal. Yeah. It's, it's all about camaraderie. You don't want to bring a Kevin Durant in that that needs all this attention. I mean, they've got enough going on right now. Well, one of the things, obviously, I think that we've all agreed on is Willie Green's addition, C.J. McCollum, the leadership and things that have been brought are, are, are one of the reasons that I think we're excited about the future. As we transition to hour two, our main topic's going to be about the report that Sean Payton's going to, you know, coach next year. And it's not even really about that. It's more of what Jeremy Fowler said today, um, oh, Jeff Darlington rather, said on ESPN, Mike Greenberg's radio show, that the, the one thing that's keeping him from saying, oh, the Saints will be a playoff team, the Saints will be a contender, is the loss of Sean Payton. So I want to kind of explore that next hour in the fact of what exactly do you think the effect of not having him in the building will legitimately be. I'll give some reasons why I'm actually going to go with in our poll, which is our question of the day. You gave us some poll yeah, options. So, yeah, there's there's four options that you could decide. Win-loss record, leadership, personnel decision, or just not a big deal whatsoever. Scott, you want to answer that? Well, which, which one would you go with? Uh, I think, what, about, about Sean Payton not being here? Well, I mean, of, of those options, um, which Biggest one? loss. Yeah, what do you think will be the biggest loss? Um, win loss record, uh, leadership, it's not gonna, personnel decisions are not a big deal. I don't think it's a big deal. I, I had to think about that, sure. and I just don't think it's a big deal. I don't think the win loss record is going to be what the prognosticators think it's going to be. Uh, leadership, I think they've already got great leadership, and I think this is an unpopular opinion, but I think that. They were losing a little bit of respect for Sean Payton. I mean, he was, he had kind of one foot out the door and this has been coming and they've been planning for this. And I think they're going to be fine. There's a lot of what you said in there that I agree with that I'm going to bring up next hour. Jordan, I want your take there as well. Plus we have an announcement. The start of next hour. I don't know if you're going to like this guy. But I will let you know. 800-998-1003 is the way to chime into the conversation. Our questions of the day. Next guest will be John Hendricks at the start of Hour 3 to get into it uh, with him. Plus, we'll have a lot more nationally. It's the Sports Hangover on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN in New Orleans. In honor of all those we've lost to cancer and those still fighting and thriving, like basketball analyst and cancer champion Dick Vitale. I want to beat cancer. I'm going to beat it. That's no doubt in my mind. I'm going to win this battle. Defeating cancer will take all of us. Join our team to help fund game-changing research that saves lives. At the V Foundation, V is for victory over cancer. V is for victory over the odds. V is for victory over health disparities. 
Victory over setbacks. Victory over the unknown. V is for victory over giving up. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Join the V Foundation team and help save lives. Cancer can take away all my physical abilities. It cannot touch my mind. It cannot touch my heart. And it cannot touch my soul. Join our team in the fight against cancer at V.org. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way, too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Delivery trucks rush all over town and sometimes cause king-size accidents. If you've been injured in a delivery truck accident, ring the king at 909-KING. Charlie did not die from an overdose. Charlie was poisoned. No other family should go through this. Just horrific. Go to safe.pharmacy. Use the free tool. Learn if the online pharmacy you're using is safe. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Katengel. Local sports, national sports. Now, saddle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. It is our number two of the Sports Hangover. We are live at Katie's. 